Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Snug Wrestling. My name is Edgar. Hope everyone's having a great day, great morning, great afternoon, great night. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, hope everything is good. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have SummerSlam coming up this weekend. We are days away from the biggest wrestling show of the summer but this monday night raw man was not very exciting unfortunately i was hoping the raw before SummerSlam was going to be a little more exciting a little more entertaining and there was some really good parts of the show but it was mostly video packages and interviews and promos and that's usually the case but this time it felt like there was way more of that so we're gonna go over the shit that went down on monday night raw but before we do that i gotta get my little plugs in hit me up at snug wrestling thanks to everyone who's already been doing that i've been getting a lot of love on youtube and tiktok so i appreciate all you guys reaching out and don't forget to follow subscribe like and share and all that good stuff so monday night raw it starts off with logan paul logan paul comes out cuts a great promo and logan paul does the impossible here logan paul managed to get an arena full of people wrestling fans to chant ricochet's name and honestly i have never seen that before or heard that i'm not trying to sound like a hater here but i'm just being honest and logan paul he has so much heat what a heel this guy is they played the clip from the royal rumble the big spot from the royal rumble where logan paul and ricochet both jumped from the middle top rope and then they collided in the center of the ring and wwe they're trying to build this match since then since then logan paul and ricochet they've had these random moments where their paths cross and now they're going to have a big match at SummerSlam. and logan paul man he has no chill logan paul points at the ring announcer samantha irvine or irvin i'm sorry i'm terrible at pronouncing names and says that's your girl right that's your fiance well on saturday your girl is going to be saying and the winner is logan paul I thought he was going to come out and say, and on Saturday, I'm going to have your girl saying my name, but that's probably a little bit too much for the PG era. But either way, this was really good, and this was a good way to start off the show. The Intercontinental Champion, big badass Gunther himself, he has an interview, and he gets asked if he's concerned about Drew McIntyre, but no, no, he is not. Gunther, the only thing he's concerned is about his faction, the Imperium. They haven't really been up to par. They haven't really been meeting the expectations of what an Imperium member should be. And he's not worried about Drew McIntyre or the sword-wielding Scotsman or nothing like that. Gunther, he has this in the bag. But his fellow faction member, Ludwig Kaiser, he hasn't been doing too good lately, but he has an opportunity to make up for himself and he's going to be facing Matt Riddle again 
for like the fourth or fifth time. And for Ludwig Kaiser's sake, I really hope he wins this match because I would not want to be on Gunther's bad side at all. And Matt Riddle, he's been having multiple matches with all of these guys in tag team matches, singles matches. He's had matches with Gunther for the Intercontinental Champion. And the matches, they're not bad, but the feud just seems like this is below Gunther. Like this is just something for Gunther to do to have him on TV. And it doesn't really feel important enough or it doesn't really feel like it needs to be taken that seriously. The match started off pretty good until Matt Riddle rocks Ludwig Kaiser with the forearm straight to the face. And even Ludwig Kaiser drew a little blood from that. And the announcers were not shy about pointing it out like, oh shit, Ludwig Kaiser, he's kind of rocked right now after that. And Ludwig, he doesn't really win these single matches. He's a tag team wrestler and he really shines better when he's having tag team matches with his partner Giovanni. Giovanni, he doesn't get a lot of single matches. I don't think he's had a single match but it's usually Ludwig Kaiser that's doing the, the wrestling here. And Giovanni is usually just at ringside. Thankfully, Ludwig Kaiser actually wins this match clean and pins Riddle 1-2-3. So Ludwig Kaiser, he's back in the good graces of the Intercontinental Champion Gunther. So that was the opening match for the show. And like I mentioned before, because this is the Monday Night Raw before the SummerSlam, we have a shit ton of video packages, promos, and interviews. And we had a Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar video package here, which explains the history of these two. The video packages are great, don't get me wrong. It really does build up a match pretty well. They explain everything that's happening. But sometimes having a little bit too much of something can get old really fast. And, and then we finally get another wrestling match, but it wasn't a very good one because it was Maxine Dupree and it was Valhalla. First of all, the feud with the Viking Raiders and Alpha Academy, come on. I mean, I get it. People love Otis. Chad Gable, he's a good wrestler, but he's being underused in this pointless feud. And now the girls are having a match. Maxine Dupree, in story, has been training and is being trained by Chad Gable. But I think she is actually doing this in real life as well because she's not very good. I don't think she should be on TV. I don't even think she should be on the main roster just yet. Just based on the wrestling that she's been doing versus Valhalla and the Viking Raiders, they're having do these table spots and it just looks awkward she looks awkward in the ring and there's a lot of talent from nxt for example that perform way better than maxine dupree in the ring so everything about this viking raiders and alpha academy just really irks my soul unfortunately but maxine dupree ends up winning this match and we're moving on to nakamura and tomaso champa they have a backstage segment where they announce that they're going to be in the battle royal at SummerSlam. Up next, we had the Judgment Day, and I'm thinking, finally, something good, something entertaining and interesting. And they just look like total badasses. Rhea Ripley, the women's champion. Dom, the North American champion. Damian Priest, he's Mr. Money in the Bank. And then you got Finn Balor, a very well-known name in wrestling. One of the veterans now in the game, and potentially, hopefully, the next WWE champion, because he's going to be facing Seth 
Seth Rollins for the championship this Saturday in SummerSlam. So I'm hoping that by the end of SummerSlam, the Judgment Day adds more gold to their collection. And Finn Balor finally gets to cut the promo that I've been waiting for. And it was fucking great. No interruptions, no singing, and Finn Balor got to talk his shit. After the promo, he even got a little pop because it was that good. He was just speaking facts to Seth Rollins. Look, man, you're a goof. You dress like an idiot. You're out here acting like you're crazy, but you don't know nothing about being crazy. I'm going to make you feel what you made me felt seven years ago. I'm going to take everything away from you and I'm going to beat you and I'm going to get my revenge. And this is what I've been waiting to hear from Finn Balor. I wanted to hear that fire. I wanted to hear that anger that I'm sure was felt seven years ago when won the Universal Champion, when he got injured and he had to vacate the title and then he never got it back. Now this is his chance and he looks ready for it. He looks fired up. I'm behind this, man. I'm really buying into this. I'm cheering for Finn Balor. I don't know about you guys. So that was really good to see. And then it's Dominic's turn to speak and the crowd starts booing him out the building. Rhea Ripley gets the mic again and then Raquel Rodriguez comes out. This segment was already going good. And then to add the icing on the cake, Raquel Rodriguez comes out and attacks Rhea Ripley. I've been saying that this is the match that Rhea Ripley needs. She needs to have a match versus someone like Raquel Rodriguez who can actually go toe-to-toe with Rhea Ripley instead of the other wrestlers that have been going against Rhea Ripley. Raquel Rodriguez is the match that needs to take place versus Rhea Ripley. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen at SummerSlam, which is fine because I think that match should be for a bigger stage. I think that match should be set for WrestleMania. So hopefully this is what they're working towards. Hopefully this is what they're trying to build up. Speaking of really fucking good, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, they had a video package. And this goes way back to when they both started with UFC in the ultimate fighter and they've been friends for a really long time so this is another good feud that goes back and there's a lot of stuff that was explained here in these video packages and it made me even more interested in the match between Shayna and Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam because we didn't really know the extent of it we just saw the turn from Shayna Baszler it was briefly explained but now we know the whole story and it's a great fucking story and it's a believable one and it puts you behind Shayna Baszler even more and you want Shayna Baszler to win now but we'll get into more of that later on Imperium and the Alpha Academy they had a backstage segment and Gunther is letting Chad Gable have it like look at you man you're a joke you're doing this goofy shit like I can beat you in five minutes And Gunther challenges Gable and wants a warm-up match before his big match versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam, which Chad Gable accepts. Just a quick little side note here. I noticed that on my last episode, I kept calling Gable Stevenson Chad Gable. That was my bad, but maybe don't give your wrestlers the same names all the time. Nakamura versus Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, he was a total badass on NXT. And this is another guy that just comes up to the main roster 
and he kind of just gets lost in the shuffle. Not to discredit Nakamura, but Tommaso Ciampa versus Nakamura. I think if this was a shoot, Tommaso Ciampa would have beaten Nakamura in a heartbeat. But Nakamura ended up getting the win here over Tommaso Ciampa by grabbing the tights. But I'm sure we'll see another match between these two again later on in the future. And another video package. And this is for the Bloodline and their match that's coming up at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, Tribal Combat. Raquel Rodriguez, she's in the trainer's room and she's still injured and she's not clear to compete. Adam Pearce knows that Raquel Rodriguez wants a match with Rhea Ripley, but that's not happening if she's injured. So the Judgment Day and Story, they have injured Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, and Kevin Owens. Brock Lesnar, the beast, he comes out to some Cody chants and Brock Lesnar introduces himself to the crowd again like he needs to. This guy needs no introduction. I don't think there's anyone in this world who does not know who Brock Lesnar is, but he does it anyway. And the what chance starts. Brock Lesnar gets the what chance. And those are really starting to annoy me because they kind of ruin promos. Because now most of the promos, when they come out, the wrestlers, they sound so robotic. But I'm like, just let the man talk. And Brock Lesnar, he calls out Cody Rhodes. And of course, Cody answers because it's Cody Rhodes and he doesn't back down from no one. And Brock Lesnar offers him a handshake which Cody does and while Brock Lesnar is walking away Cody Rhodes jumps on him with a suicide dive and the brawl begins again and poor Cody Rhodes man he just ends up getting his ass beat like always but at least this time it wasn't in front of his mommy Gunther and Chad Gable they have a match and it's a five minute challenge and they actually have a clock on the screen they have a timer and I'm thinking Gunther he's gonna have to beat Chad Gable in five minutes. I mean, most of these matches are three, two minute matches anyway. So Gunther, he's got this. And this is a perfect opponent for Gunther to have a match before his big match at SummerSlam. Chad Gable, he's a good wrestler. He's credible. But there's no way that Chad Gable is going to beat Gunther, especially before his big main event match at SummerSlam. But holy shit, Chad Gable actually lasted the entire five minutes versus Gunther. And I wasn't really expecting that. And because of this, Chad Gable was announced the winner of the match. So Chad Gable didn't even have to pin Gunther here to win this match. He just had to last five minutes in the ring to be announced the winner. But Gunther demands another match to continue in the old days, in old school days. When the time would run out, it's usually the babyface demanding more time. But this time, it was the heel that was demanding more time. Gunther ended up beating Chad Gable in 10 minutes. Chad Gable actually went toe-to-toe with the champion. And this is the Chad Gable that people want to see. Everyone knows that Chad Gable has potential and he was able to show it here in this match versus Gunther. And hopefully this isn't the first time that we see this version of Chad Gable. I've been saying that he should get away from the Alpha Academy and just do his own thing. And I think people can get behind Chad Gable if he keeps having these types of matches. Gunther ends up winning and Chad Gable gets to show off his skills. Seth and Sami Zayn, they're backstage. Seth is acting crazy. 
and I thought that was Kevin Owens' gimmick, but maybe because Kevin Owens isn't around, someone has to do it, and Seth Rollins said, oh, well, I like to act crazy. I'll step in for Kevin Owens. Cody Rhodes has an interview, and they ask him if he's going to be able to wrestle Saturday after this attack by Brock Lesnar, and Cody Rhodes is like, I ain't no punk. Brock Lesnar, you could break my arm. You can snap my neck. I'd beat Seth Rollins in the hell in a cell with a broken freaking peck. So yeah, I'm going to wrestle on Saturday. Becky Lynch has a promo and calls out Trish Stratus, but calls her Patricia so the people know that this is serious. So the people can be like, ooh, she used her real name. Oh, this is a shoot, bro. And Trish Stratus, she answers and says that she gets to decide when to have this rematch versus Becky Lynch. Trish Stratus, she's not going to cheat Becky Lynch out of the rematch that she earned when Becky Lynch beat Zoe Starks, but it's going to be on Trish Stratus's time not hers ironically perfect timing adam pierce comes out and announces the match is going to take place right here right now on monday night raw and i thought great now we don't have to see this shit on SummerSlam. but guess what happens the bell rings and as soon as the bell rings zoe starks interferes and gets disqualified oh man for a second there i thought we were going to get away from seeing this at SummerSlam, and i was thinking okay so it, it is gonna have to go down at SummerSlam, right they go to commercial break when they come back to commercial break adam pierce saves the day and says this match is going to take place again two weeks from now so it's not happening at SummerSlam after all, thankfully. Another video package by Shayna and Ronda Rousey. Video package number two. Great, more of these. But this one was really good because I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't really familiar with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey and their history. But it turns out that this is going to be a really great fucking feud. Ronda, according to Shayna Baszler, is toxic as fuck. And there's a lot of truth in this video package. There's a, th- This video package was real. It's no secret that Ronda Rousey has a lot of heat in WWE. This was no different in UFC. Everyone hated Ronda Rousey in UFC because of the opportunities that Ronda was getting and how fast she was climbing the ladder. But Shayna Baszler, she never hated on Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey admits that. In the video package, she says, Shayna Baszler was always good to me. She always kept it real. She always treated me good, not like other people. But Shayna feels like Ronda Rousey still treated her like shit. She was always in the shadow of Ronda Rousey. And this match is going to be MMA rules. They didn't really explain too much of it or enough for me to hate on it already. So I'm going to go into this with an open mind and see what what they do here. And the main event, Sammy and Seth Rollins versus The Judgment Day. So when Sammy Zayn music hits, we have 30 minutes left before the end of the show. Then we have commercials. Then we have more video packages. And then we have the rest of the entrances for the other wrestlers which took a total of 10 minutes so now we have 20 minutes left for this match this is a jump start and because the judgment day came out all together as a faction this is a three on two and they start brawling outside of the ring once the brawl is over the bell rings then they go to commercials again and i'm like fuck all right but this was still a good match and poor dom every time he tries to set up for the 619 he never gets to hit that damn move it always gets countered it's like the double clothesline they try it they try it they try it but they just never can execute it damian priest hits 
Seth Rollins with the razor's edge and has Seth Rollins beat, but looks over at his Money in the Bank briefcase sitting on the announcer's table and tells Finn Balor to hand it to him because he wants to cash it in. Finn Balor grabs the case and he kind of hesitates and waits for a split second before giving it to Damian Priest. Once Finn Balor hands it to Damian Priest, Seth Rollins attacks Damian Priest. Hits Damian Priest with the curve stomp and Seth Rollins gets the pin. But because of that split second hesitation that Finn Balor took, it looks like that's what caused Judgment Day the match here and also caused Damian Priest not to cash in his money in the bank. Now, in the heat of the moment, every second counts, not just in wrestling, but in any sport. So I really like how they did that. And also, this could kind of go into the match at SummerSlam with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. It makes you believe that Damian Priest is going to cash in even more and is even capable of cashing in on Finn Balor because he can argue, Damian Priest can argue, hey, you caused me the match, you caused me to not cash in, so I'm going to cash in on you anyway. So this whole ordeal with the Judgment Day, the briefcase, is just going to be really really good and i can't wait for it can't wait for SummerSlam, but we still got smackdown left before SummerSlam on saturday and i'm hoping for a better show than what we got here for monday night raw too many video packages and too many fucking commercials but the main event was pretty good we had a good match with gunther and chad gable we got to see brock we got to see cody so overall it wasn't that bad but i was expecting a little bit more Am I asking for too much? What do you guys think? Let me know. At Snug Wrestling, that was Monday Night Raw. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.